Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A year ago, Shaq Barrett was a man without a team. Today, he's the NFL's sack leader and at the Pro Bowl awaiting a contract that could pay him close to $20 million a year. What's more, he hopes it's with the Bucks. We'll also tell you about my conversation with Cardinals linebacker Chandler Jones, who lost the sack title on the final day of the regular season to Shaq Barrett. And Eli Manning is retiring after 16 seasons with the Giants, who have formally announced that decision on Friday in New York. What is Eli Manning's legacy? And is he a Hall of Famer? We've got all that and more from the Pro Bowl in Orlando on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick, who's actually in the same room with me. Which what? Was, yeah, I know. It's it's a, oddly it's the first time we've done this together. Uh, how many years have we been doing this podcast? Now? Uh, too many, but I think it's at least over two. And and uh, it's weird that it's just people don't know the magic of uh, of our podcast. But we'll get into that. We're we're usually uh, in different venues across the city, but. Here we are together um, at the Pro Bowl in Orlando, so um, that's fun. But, hey, you may have heard of Tampa Bay Downs, but if you haven't experienced for yourself, what's holding you back? Tampa Bay Downs has been a Tampa entertainment landmark since 1926. Now they got thoroughbred racing, of course, four days a week, but in addition to that, they have no limits uh, poker action in the Silks Poker Room, and you can work on your golf swing at the Downs Golf Practice Facility. There's always something happening at the Downs. Hey, here's Mike Henry, publicity assistant. Mike, what's going on this week? Saturday is our annual cat giveaway day promotion, and it's usually one of the most popular we have every year. Uh, each fan will receive a new Tampa Bay Downs ball cap uh, with paid admission. I think we have about 8,000 of them. And then during the afternoon's races, uh, the fans will have a chance to have their caps and other items autographed by many of our top jockeys as their schedules allow, and to get pictures taken with the jockeys. So it's a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun, and of course uh, the weather should be great, and you have another Tampa turf test as well, right? We have both legs of the Tampa turf test scheduled for Saturday. It's a uh, it's an annual series for starter handicap level horses and we will have one race for the Phillies and Mares and one race for the Colts and Geldings. So equal opportunity racing at Tampa Bay Downs. Hey and remember you can always call Tampa Bay Downs at 813-855-4401. Check out their website also at tampabaydowns.com for more information and 2020 promotions and make plans to live it up at the Downs. All right, so we're here at the uh, Pro Bowl in Orlando, and as I mentioned earlier, Steve and I are actually together for this podcast. Uh, this is a rarity, but uh, yeah, I never see you. We talk every I don't know day. Why it's taking so long? I guess we could maybe we could like maybe, you know what do they call it? Uh, Skype or FaceTime or whatever that Snapchat, Snapface, as Bill Belichick would say. We could do that if we wanted to. But uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting being. Uh, in the same uh, venue, of course, you're, you're at the Pro Bowl doing your uh, uh, your thing, and 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 I was over here, uh, and we'll be over here as well um, later today, talking to the Pro Bowlers, and and the only Pro Bowler from the Bucks, of course, is Shaq Barrett. That's because Chris Godwin with the injury couldn't make it. Mike 
Evans obviously couldn't make it with his hamstring injury either. But let me tell you, um, Shaq Barrett is a popular guy, especially um, around here, and plenty of media was around him. Again, one of the best stories in the NFL this year, bar none, to use Jameis Winston's phrase. Here's a guy that a year ago was out of a job. I mean, he was going to be a free agent for Denver. He spent five years there, the first year on the practice squad, uh, a backup the other four years behind Vaughn Miller and DeMarcus Ware and guys like that. And he was just looking for a team. And he signs a one-year, $4 million deal with the Bucks. Of course, we know uh, what he did when he came in here, hit it fast, nine sacks in the first four weeks. And um, I'll tell you, he, he was going back and forth. And I'll tell you about my conversation with Chandler Jones from Arizona just a minute ago, but uh, earlier uh, yesterday. But he, he was going back and forth with him all season. We had a chance to talk to Shaq Barrett. And, of course, he's hoping for a big contract. It could be anywhere from 17 to 18 to $20 million a year um, the Bucks, from my information, have not spoken to Shaq's representatives just yet. Obviously, he has Drew Rosenhaus. I think Rosenhaus has spoke uh, to the coaches, who of course want Shaq back. Um, but it's not a—it's not a you know fait accompli. There's no guarantees here that he's going to return to the Bucks. Although um, he did talk about how that has been his focus, that has been his preference, and he hopes that's where he is in 2020. It's up to Tampa Bay right now. Whatever they want to do, we we on board with them, and our plan is to just get whatever we can out of out of anybody but we plan it on time well i'm planning on time so it was pretty cool seeing Shaq walk out with the rest of the nfc uh all-star team if you will and uh, you know you got drew Brees here and and you know you know just i mean it, it's a pretty star-studded as it should be nfc uh team but you know he he's on the opposite end now of chandler jones the guy he chased all year and they had this great sack race which i'll tell you about in just a minute the thing about the thing about Shaq Barrett is is when you come to the Pro Bowl for the first time, you know it was a goal of his, obviously. But there's something about being accepted to the club. There's something about um, you know spending time with the other guys that have been in this game many years before, and he's played with some of them. You know, as we mentioned, Von Miller and others. Um, but they share sort of secrets, and they talk about the moves that they put on each other. And there's a lot of uh, you know, camaraderie and and just a general feeling that you are the elite of the elite. Now, all these guys would rather be playing in Miami next week in the Super Bowl. So there's no pro bowlers from obviously the 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but it is, an, it is a neat venue. And, you know, the practices are short. They're the glorified walkthroughs and they don't have helmets or pads or anything like that. The game, of course, I think is one of the worst all-star games there are. Um, and you hope that, you know, certainly a guy like Shaq, uh, takes it easy out there, and, and God forbid, knock on wood here, nothing happens to him. Um, but he really was sort of humbled, and yet, by the same token, knowing that he belongs. Like, he has put himself, not just in the Pro Bowl, Steve, but this guy led the NFL in sacks with 19 and a half, something that was unimaginable when they signed him, you know, way back last March. Well, you remember, I mean, going into the season, he was not a name you were talking about. No. You know, JPP's injury. But how would Carl Nassib continue to improve? And Dominican Sue was signed. Joe McCoy was sent out. Noah Spence was yeah. what we wanted to know. Like, can Noah Spence mm-hmm. save his career in, you know, Todd Bowles' defense? Is this the right defense for Noah Spence? And he was behind Spence. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and he, he shot out of the gate quickly. Unbelievable. And, and never looked back on that. I mean, you know, he was leading the NFL for most of the season in sacks. I think he was. I think he fell behind. At, he eventually at some point, fell behind you know. Chandler Jones. Yeah considerably behind 
But, yeah, I, I never expected this from him. Um, he said that he, his goal was double digits, and then when he had nine in four games, he's like, okay, i got to do better than this, right? Like, i I got to set my bar a little higher. Um, Pro Bowl was something he wanted to do, which he accomplished. But he, he just kept getting better and better. And, uh, you know, I think when JPP came back, there, there came a point where he was stagnant a little bit because after, you know, they go to the Saints, he's got the nine sacks in four games, and then all of a sudden you got some guys nicked up. Um, JPP wasn't back yet. I think NASA was sort of nicked up. And then Sean Payton just decided, you're not rushing today. You know, he put the tight end over there. He chipped them all day. And, you know, Shaq Barrett had to adjust to that. But once JPP came back and you had both those guys rushing off the edge and you had a, a rested NASA to come in there in between and, and have a rotation, um, he took off again. And, you know, I think it's legit. He's 27 years old. Now, this is not a this is not like your typical free agent that has played four years and maybe he's, you know, 24 years old or 25 years old. Um, but he doesn't have a lot of miles on him either, you know, because he was a backup in Denver. He started on the practice squad. Started a year in the practice squad, so he didn't obviously play any games that year. And then the four years he was there, he was behind DeMarcus Ware. He's a situational pass rusher. Only 14 sacks in his entire career in Denver. And then, of course, he gets 19 and a half last year. So... Uh, there's no question they want to sign him. He's a priority. In some respects, you could argue, Steve, that he's a more of a priority than Jameis Winston. That sounds harsh, but I think it's true from a financial standpoint. You're not, you don't feel bad about making a huge commitment to a Shaq Barrett. There may be some cause for pause for anything that's in the franchise tag realm of, of Jameis Winston. Well, and particularly the Shaq Barrett signing may be more important because pretty much your whole defensive line is free agent. Outside right. of Vita Vea. They're all free agents. You yeah. know, I mean, Carl Nassib, mm-hmm. and Sue, JPP, mm-hmm. they're all free agents. So mm-hmm. you d- I don't I don't know if JPP comes back. Right. He's, now, you know, after the injury, they read his on the contract. Money. And, depends yeah, on the money. It does. And, and that may depend on if they get a deal with Shaq Barrett or not as well. Absolutely. Uh, are they ready to, to move on from Indomitian and Sue now that, you know, he spent a year with Vita Vea? Do they think Vita Vea is, you know, ready to now take that mantle? He kind of added a little mean streak to him and kind of showed him the way and, and their run defense was the best in the NFL this year behind mm-hmm. that. But Shaq Barrett, you know, whether you get a deal done with him or franchise him, not only affects Jameis because of the franchise tag, but yeah. it affects how you're going to lay out your whole defensive line, it which, does. you know, at the end of the day is, you, you know, as we've often talked about, the offensive line, defensive line, and quarterback are the three most important positions on the field. Yeah, because even if you draft, let's say, a defensive tackle, and people talked about them drafting a defensive tackle with the 14th overall pick and put him next to Vita Vea, who will be going into his, what, third year, you could probably, if the guy was good enough, you could work with that if, as long as you had a veteran like Shaq Barrett on one end, um, you know, and, and you could rush the passer. But, um, I, you know, in talking to the Bucks, like this is not a slam dunk. This will happen. They're hoping he's more in the seventeen million dollar range than say the twenty million dollar range. But there's no reason for him not to ask for the same as the number one edge rusher, right? And there's some dispute about well, three four linebacker versus four three edge rusher. Look, it's all the same. You're coming off the edge. You're getting a quarterback. When you lead the NFL in sacks, you're the top dog. You should be one of the highest paid, and that means twenty million dollars. So I don't know that the Bucks want to guarantee him, you know, three years, sixty million, but it's going to be a huge contract, and there's no way they can let him out of Tampa because you were lucky enough or smart enough or fortunate enough to sign him in the first place, and you got a little bit of a home field advantage. Now, he did say something today that I thought was interesting, which is I'm not saying it's going to happen before March. And March is, you know, he may want He may want a test free agency. He could possibly try to go out there and say, look, we disagree on my market value. I've proven it now. Here's a Team X, Team Y, and Team Z – 
they'll they're all in the in the nineteen and a half million dollar range. You're at seventeen or eighteen. I'll give, and he could give the Bucks the first bite of the apple. Other teams hate that because when you get to free agency, I don't want to negotiate with you so you can take your, my contract back to your team and sign with them. So I'm a little leery of that. When I deal with you, it's like, look, if we reach a number, you agree you're going to come with me. So that's the risk that the Bucks would have by ever letting him out of here. I think before they would do that, they would tag him. I, I don't think there's any way. And the tags are kind of like set by the NFLPA. And unfortunately for Shaq, they're lower for a 3-4 outside linebacker at around 16, $16.5 versus the almost $19 million for a 4-3 edge rusher. But that's them the rules. So they could tag him and then still negotiate a long-term deal sometime before the start of the season. But if you do that, now you can't tag Jameis Winston unless it's a transition tag or something like that. So um, there's going to be – obviously the two are related – the, the, the larger thing is that this is a great story. He's a great story. I mean, when you think of the pass rushers and the defenses the Bucks have had with Warren Sapp, with Simeon Rice, with Leroy Selman going even further back. I mean, there's three first ballot Hall of Famers. None of them, none of them led the NFL. Simeon Rice is not yet, but none of them have, obviously he wouldn't be a first ballot, but Derek Brooks was. None of them led the NFL in sacks, none. And this guy comes in here and he wins the title. And not only did he win it, I was talking to Chandler Jones, who's enormous, by the way. My God, Chandler Jones is built. I, he's built like DeMar Dotson almost. I mean, he feels like he's 6'9". But anyway, um, you know, two years ago, I think it was 2017, he led the NFL in sacks. He had 17 out of Arizona. And um, that was a big deal. It's a big deal to lead the NFL in sacks. And he was winning the, the battle again. He got off to a, a slower start. Obviously, Shaq Barrett jumped out in front of everybody. And then he reeled Shaq in. And then in week or the 16th, 15th game, it was week 16, but the 15th game of the season, Chandler Jones goes out and has four sacks against the Seattle Seahawks. They lose the game. It was a close game. But they sacked Russell Wilson. For, he sacks Russell Wilson four times. And he said to me, he goes, look, he goes, you know, we're going back and forth, and then all of a sudden I'm paying attention to what he's doing, and then I go out and I have four sacks the, the week before the final game of the regular season, and, and he took a two-and-a-half sack lead. And he goes, and I'm thinking, that's it, babe. And Shaquille Barrett literally sent Chandler Jones a text message and said, I'm coming after you. And he's like, yeah, okay, good luck. And then the Bucks play Atlanta. Shaq Barrett goes off for three sacks passes him by a half sack and before he's going to play his final game in Arizona the PR guy walks up to him and says yeah I hate to be the bearer of bad news but Shaq Barrett just passed you and, and as the sack leader and he was like what and he didn't get a sack in his final game and Shaq Barrett won the sack title 19 and a half to 19 and that's just an unbelievable story and, and the thing is Chandler goes he goes man I really wanted that second title you know because you just don't find a lot of guys that have it um, so they, uh, all these guys think that, you know, Shaq is, deserves whatever he gets coming to him and, and it's going to be a big deal, but it's cool to see him over here, man. And, and he, uh, he's one of the good guys too. I don't know if you've talked to him or spent any time with him, you know, married out of college, has a couple kids and they're going to go to universal and he gave away two Super Bowl tickets to this kid today. He was in, he's in the skills challenge, which I think is going to air Thursday at, uh, nine o'clock on ESPN. They taped that on um, on Wednesday. Yep. Not can't tell you how he did. Not sure how he did. Anyway, they wouldn't let us watch. So, uh, oh, and by the way, can we talk about weather? My oh. God, my God! Do you have of any iguanas fall on you, dude? You could like 
for the last three weeks, it has been 84, 83, 82. And I've been complaining about the fact that it feels like, you know, May um, in January. And then wouldn't you know that the two the two days that I have to be outside and we're at the Pro Bowl, this is sad for the Pro Bowlers too, that the coldest days, not just of this year, maybe the last three or four years, mm-hmm. it was 34 there. Or so, what was it when you got to, to Orlando? Was it about 34, 33, 34 degrees? Yeah, something like that. And the wind, though, was blowing 25. Yes. 25 the whole time. I just got back from Virginia this past weekend, went visit my wife's family. Had to be brutal, I think it was right? colder here. I mean, temperature-wise, it was colder up there, but it felt colder here. Yeah. Uh, the wind today was just howling, and those guys were they were all shivering too. I missed the Pro Bowl being in Hawaii. Not that I would go to it, but I had gone. I have gone to it a few times. It was funny. You heard a lot of things. You heard players complain about it was too far, and it is a long way. You know, I mean, from the East Coast, you're talking about, you know, nine hours, ten hours in a plane. Um, but, boy, it was fun when you got there. And it was warm, and you didn't have to worry about the weather. It was never going to rain. It was going to be. It was going to be gorgeous. It's paradise, but it cost players a lot of money to send their their families out there. You said something today that maybe uh, this game might be headed uh, overseas at some point, right? London. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's Why an not? interesting thought of if you're not ready to move a team there, but you want to keep drawing interest there. Perfect the Pro Bowl is not. It's not a real game. Would yep. players enjoy going over there for a vacation after the season ended? Perfect. Now, the weather's not great it's this time It's a little rainy year. and cold. Not unless you're going to play in some of the indoor stadiums over there. Which I could, yeah. Potentially for a Pro Bowl. So it's an interesting thought of, you know, could the Pro Bowl go over there? I've heard um, heard today Las Vegas. Could go there too. And, and of course, L.A. is always an option because I'm pretty sure that once that L.A. stadium's open – they're going to hold a draft there. They're going to hold every Super Bowl there. Yeah, they're going to. Well, they just a did an update. There. They did. They, they let the media into that because it's in the final stages of construction yeah. now. SoFi Stadium. Did you so. see Gruden walking around the the Las Vegas Dome? Did you see him do that? No, you didn't see the hard hat Gruden. So they they give Gruden a hard hat, and this stadium is a little. I mean, they're going to open it next year, and I frankly think that Bucks ought to open the stadium. Um, but they gave, they gave John a vest and a hard hat, and it was like Caliendo does Gruden walking through the. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, I love all this silver. Look at all this is unbelievable, man. He's walking around and he's going, Hey, how you doing? Man. And they're like, John, this is gonna be your interview room. And it's just like concrete. This is unreal. Unreal. It's a bunch of concrete. <laughs> I love all this silver. And there's a big hole in the middle of the stadium. Do you see what they're doing so, for the draft? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, are they gonna bring the Bucks pirate ship for the Bucks draft picks they to come up? The they're Viking bringing a boat. I mean, and the pirate ship. Here's the question. How long before the first draft pick jumps straight in the water <laughs> and or pushes Roger Goodell in? Goodell should just jump in on his own because somebody's bound to do it. Somebody bear hugs him and drives him into the water. Might actually be the first time he gets a cheer. <sighs> it really looks cool, though. Like, I wouldn't mind going to Las Vegas for the draft. That would yeah. be kind of cool. My question is, what does Cleveland do to top this next year? I don't know. They say Nashville was one of the best drafts ever. I can see that. I could definitely see that. Nash Vegas is crazy. So um, we're over here at the Pro Bowl. It's it's going to be uh, you know forget about the game. The game doesn't mean anything. It's a terrible. It's one of the worst All Star games there are, and um, it's gotten worse every year. I I don't know how you can improve it. There's really no way to. They they want to play it in that week off between the Super Bowl and the championship games, which is fine. Um, you know, one guy that's not here and is going to be retiring now is Eli Manning. Uh, I'm not su- I'm not surprised by that. He played 16 seasons with the same team. Um, clearly, 
you can see that some of his skills have diminished. I think he could still play somewhere, but who would pay him? Who would want him, right? So why tarnish your legacy? Pretty cool. Played the entire his entire career with one organization, two Super Bowl MVPs. Interestingly, his record is 500 on the nose, right? You don't think of the Giants that way. No. But they've had some really bad seasons with him at the helm, at quarterback. Yeah, and I guess it it's drove really his ones, record but... down like over the last four or five years. I mean, they've gone through some coaches, so they haven't really won – I can't remember the last time they won, to be honest with you. Um, it's been a while. But Eli, like people ask, well, you know, you look at the record. Um, certainly his, he never missed it. Did he ever miss a game? I don't think he missed a game. I can't recall him missing I mean, outside of being benched this year. but Right, no, I mean, like missing, from a health yeah. standpoint, I think he was durable. In other words, mm-hmm. unlike a guy that, that we talked about in Carson Palmer, who I think is a Hall of Famer, but the only the only downside with Carson, he's played for crappy teams, still had a better record than Eli Manning. He was four games above five hundred where Eli Manning was five hundred. Which is incredible, right? Because Cincinnati had some lean years. Yeah. The Raiders were awful when he was there. But, and, and, then, and Carson started the turnaround in Cincinnati. I mean, they went to the playoffs like his third season. He did. And then, you know, he kinda elevated to where Marvin Lewis and, and when Andy Dalton took over, they went to what, four or five four straight five playoffs. Row, they lost yeah. them all. But yeah. Um and then they've been down since, but yeah, um, you know, he elevated the the Cardinals with Bruce Arians at, at the helm, and then he you know he made the Raiders better. I mean Carson's Carson's an underrated quarterback because he played for such crappy teams, but yeah. a better record than Eli Manning, which is hard to, to fathom. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but but Eli to me Eli gets in for a couple reasons, and I know that room. One, they love legacy teams. They love they love the founding teams, the Giants, the Bears, the Packers, all of that. Right. Two. If you played in New York, you got a better chance than anybody in the small markets, period. But a two-time Super Bowl MVP But that's to be what earned it, yeah. to me, to win those two Super Bowls. And not only win those two Super Bowls, but he took down a team that was 17-0 and and was on its way to 18-0. and um, We remember the David Tyree helmet catch and escaping the sack and the whole nine yards. Um, but And then he made just unbelievable big, big plays and big throws in both Super Bowls. As well as uh, the NFC Championship game, you remember Green Bay with um, you know Tom Coughlin's face frostbitten and all that, um, and um, what was it? Tynes hit the field goal. Remember the guy that got Mercer with the Bucks? Yeah, Lawrence Tynes. Yeah, yep. Lawrence Tynes. Um, so, yeah, happy trails to Eli Manning, who's a really good guy. I only got to get to be around him a little bit. And I think it was at a Super Bowl he was not playing in, but the Super Bowl in New York, and he was kind of like the uh, you know. Of course, he's everywhere because they were the host, if you will. And I, I saw him, kind of watched him from a little short distance and had time for everybody, had time for every fan. Um, you know, the Mannings are sort of like that anyway. But, you know, Eli Eli was a smart player. He wasn't, I don't think, quite as driven as maybe Peyton was, if that's fair. I mean, he was a good – he was – I mean, he, he won two Super Bowls, but – I think he had more fun than Peyton did than Peyton did in his career. I think it, it seemed like Peyton had that better control and, and yeah and, and knowledge of what the defense was doing. It, you yeah, know, it, it, I mean, I think Eli it, it may be unfair, football. but it, it felt like Peyton put more time in. And that may be unfair. Like, who would you it, rather? I would have rather played with Eli, even though he got a lot of pushback as a teammate from Tiki Barber and other guys like that early in his career. But he seemed to be more fun to me than Peyton was. Like Peyton was so driven, and, and if you talk to people that that played or coached with Peyton, he took over the whole practice. Mm-hmm. He basically ran the offense. Like he was the coordinator. He told other guys what to do. 
he would have special walkthroughs, you know. And if you weren't there, you weren't getting the ball on Sunday. It was just kind of that way. Yeah, Brady and, and Peyton are kind of the very same way. Similar. Where it's, yeah. it's it's very serious. It's always serious. It's yeah. And 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 Eli never felt and and it's not a necessary criticism, but it always felt like he had more of a balance. He was more the fun Eli, mm-hmm. more the fun uh, Manning. So. I would guess, and I don't know this, I mean, maybe he doesn't do anything in football, but my guess is that broadcasting may be something. I mean, they always ask these guys, right, to broadcast. So He's a two-time Super Bowl MVP from the Giants, and his last name is Manning. He can do anything he, he do wants in football. He can do pretty much what he wants to. So it's his choice, really. Yeah. So happy trails to, uh, to Eli. Um, that news coming across. And so that's one less free agent quarterback that we can, we can kind of cross off the list as we go through this with, you know, every quarterback is going to be linked um, by the way, Mark Dominic, former um, Bucks general manager, said, uh, I think he was on with the Draft Network, uh, quoted him, or Pewter Report, one of those guys, Trevor Sigma, um, said that he would never consider, if he were the Bucks, franchising Jameis Winston. Surprised by that? Now it's Mark Dominic, so. I, I, I could see him say, I, I don't, I would never long term contract him. But he wouldn't give him $27 million on a franchise tag this year. Wouldn't do it. Too much money, he says. Yeah, I mean, it, it's six million more than he made last year. It's a lot of that, money. It's a lot, but it's not twenty point one was a lot of money. Yeah, wasn't I mean, it, it was. It was um, to say never. Well, he just said he wouldn't do it. I yeah, mean, that's I mean, the that's one of the decisions they're facing. Like, if yeah. you can't reach an, a long, a, a short or long term agreement with him, you have to franchising as the option. He wouldn't do it. I mean, you know, the question is, do you think he can fix those interceptions? Do you, I mean, and, and, and I don't expect him next year to, you know, to, to throw 30 touchdowns and five interceptions. Right, but but, I guess the other thing is, do you call his bluff and do you think that if he went out on the open market, there is that big payday for him? Would Name the team because I can't name it. I think there could be one, but you need more than one. You need two, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the other part of this is, is where do the Bucks believe their team is right now? Is – is twenty is twenty twenty? But 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 no. What I'm saying is, is twenty twenty? Is this a playoff team? If you just have an improved quarterback position, if everything were the same, and I think the, mis- well, but, the but, mistake but, they could make is assuming that even if they bring back the same players, they're all going to have the right. same year. But your defensive line, you're going to lose someone or more. Well, than but one that's, off there that more goes into likely. the money thing. That like how which defensive mm-hmm. player would you mm-hmm. sacrifice to bring Winston back? And mm-hmm. if you bring him back and you've sacrificed those players. You're not the same team. Right. Now Now Jameis has to score 30 a game or 25, 27 a game. That's the danger here is that calculus. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the tipping point? We pay Jameis $27 million, right. We lose Sue and Pierre Paul. Now we're a different defense. Right. But my, my point being is where do you think the team is? Right. You know, is this a playoff team next year? And, and then, I heard they were reloading, not well, rebuilding. And, and, and it may very well be a playoff team next year. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm saying in their own in their estimation – if they, it if it is Jameis on a franchise tag, maybe your best option. I just don't based know. on you know the, the the free agent quarterbacks. If if Tom Brady says no, right? I don't know if Philip Rivers is really an upgrade at this point in his career. I mean, right. he was second in the NFL in interceptions. Right. Um, Cam Newton. I I, I take Jameis over him there, and I, I Teddy think, Bridgewater. Depending on what happens with Drew Brees and what he does with New Orleans, which I, by the way, Bridgewater's Drew Brees, an option. Just to just to talk about him for a minute. Hopped right in the golf cart with his kids and drove away quickly without talking to anybody. Of course, he ain't ready. To, he ain't ready to make no announcement. And I'll tell you, and maybe he did this at every Pro Bowl. I can't remember it, but he's got he's got his sons down here, and they're 
taking photos. They're acting like he's acting like a guy who might be smelling the roses a little bit this week. And and if he does, good for him. I mean, yeah. you know, he's what what won a won a Super Bowl. Well, you know who won else a- played their last game here was Andrew Luck. Yeah, I talked to him last season, right at the same venue, and. There was no indication that he wasn't going to play again. Yeah, but if, if Drew Brees retires and Eli Manning's retired, also that's a lot less free agent quarterbacks out there. It really and, is, and, and that's good for Jameis. Well, I mean, you know, if there's less free agent quarterbacks, then maybe there's more teams willing to take a chance on him. Or, but who are they? I mean, is it San Diego? Is it? I mean, who needs a quarterback? I mean, they Carolina would have to get rid of would have to dump Newton. And that would only well, and be they may that, that may be very well be what they do, right? But I, I don't know. I don't know if David Tepper. I don't know if Matt yeah. Rule wants to start with a guy that turns the ball over in his own division. Um, then you go San Diego Chargers. We still don't. Know, we still don't know for sure if Rivers is leaving the Chargers. Right. Now, I keep saying San Diego. It's LA, yeah. obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, I I just don't see a lot. Miami. Some of these teams may draft a quarterback. Miami's at five. If Tua falls down, I'd be they, curious what Tennessee does. I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think Tannehill's one is going to. I mean, he did, he did enough to help them get to a championship game. But I don't think, I don't think he's. Don't I don't you, think. I know, but don't you think they go in and say, "Here's a three-year, eighty-four million dollar deal"? I wouldn't. Who again? Who are you going to get? That's always well, the question that, you have to answer. You know, is Jameis better he than Tannehill? He just Tannehill? took him to the AFC Championship game. He went into well, Baltimore Derrick and he Henry went into took, England. Derrick Henry took them there. but Regardless, though, I agree with you. That's the question you have to ask, and that's mm-hmm. the question the Bucks have to ask. Can you win a Super Bowl yeah. with Ryan Tannehill? And if you can't, why why, why resign right. him? And can you win a Super Bowl with Jameis Winston? Eh, maybe. Yeah, there's thought the Lions may move on from Matt Stafford. That's now, they've point. come out and said, hey, we're 100% confident in him. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't – and I follow some of the Detroit writers and stuff. Yeah, I don't. Um, you know, I don't know if he's completely safe up there. I, I, you know, I think the Lions have realized. Granted, I think they've had a lot of poor talent around him for a lot of years too. How about Andy Dalton? How about well, the I mean, Red Cincinnati's Rockets? drafting Joe Burrow most likely, right? So, so Andy Dalton's a free agent. Dalton quarterback. becomes a free agent. He's a free agent quarterback. So I think I like Jameis better than Dalton. You do? I, I think Dalton can navigate you through a regular season, but he's not going to win you playoff games. 32, but he got to four or five. He got to him, he's not, but he played awful in all of them pretty much. I mean, what if, yeah. what if regardless you're drafting a quarterback and you get a guy like say in the second round that you think in two or three years will be your starter down? Does it matter whether you bring back Jameis or not? Well, I, I think if, if your plan is to, I mean, you want to win now, but you also have a guy in the, in the, yeah. I mean, I, I then that's, that's a good opportunity to franchise someone. Hmm. You've got him for a year. You see how the young guy does, and then you can still franchise Jameis the next year if you need to. Right. I mean, I, I, look. You got to find twenty. If you're going to franchise Jameis, you're going to franchise Jameis. You got to figure out who your next quarterback is. Oh, regardless, they have to draft a quarterback, in my opinion, or regardless. sign somebody. Uh, you but know. you can't. But you can't sign a guy if you franchise him. Like that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right. you got to accept the fact that we can't spend forty million on our quarterback right. position, or even thirty. Like if we're franchising Jameis at twenty-seven, it's going to be Ryan Griffin at one and a half or two million and then a rookie mm-hmm. right because that's all you can you can't spend that much on the quarterback position so i don't know it's gonna be interesting but a lot of uh a lot of quarterback talk still and yeah. i mean continue. jacksonville could be looking for a quarterback they could i mean nick Foles. i mean i think they'd take a big beating if they cut him um, from a cap standpoint but then garner Minshew. Might be the guy. See where Jay Gruden, by the way, is going to be their offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. I did see that coming back to the state of Florida. So maybe that'll help their offense a little bit up there. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of news in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, are they happy with Trubisky? Well, to the extent that they've said he's going to be their starter next year. Well, but, I mean. People say you can't win with Mitch Trubisky except for one problem. They did win with Mitch yeah. Trubisky. And so. But, I mean, everybody who's got a quarterback under contract says right. he's our quarterback going this right. year. I mean, you well, know. I mean, you're there in the same situation to some extent where Tennessee was at the start of last year with Mariota. You know, Trubisky's only entering his, what, third or fourth year. Um, but they could easily find a guy who can play. Winston or somebody like him if Jameis can't find the big payday somewhere as a starter he could go find and go back up go get find a wobbly backup or a wobbly young guy that people are ready to kick overboard and then guess what you're Ryan next year's Ryan Tannehill and that's the biggest fear the biggest fear in this organization is with the owners I don't think Bruce Arians fears it I don't know maybe Jason Light does but I guarantee you that the Glazers fear one thing, well, and that is that Winston goes around. You say goodbye to Winston, and he goes to a Super Bowl. How many quarterbacks have left the Bucks and done that? Plenty. Dilfer. Almost Young, every one. Williams. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's. Go through the list. Yeah, there's been too many in this organization. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's scary. If Arians, if Arians decides Winston's not his guy, he doesn't. doesn't I don't think him. he looks back. No. I, and if, if you the guy can't. Went, if a guy wins a Super Bowl, good for All him. Right. Now, that's yeah. the way I think Arians feel. I think the, had, the owners. I I agree. I think there's some of that. What if? Yeah. By the same token, if you bring him back and you start throwing interceptions and losing games, yeah. you're damned. Yeah, you br- you, you bring him back and he throws eight interceptions the first two you're games. Damned anyway. Yeah. So you made the mistake. So anyway, we'll be talking a lot about that uh, moving forward. I'm sure as we uh, as we wind through the Pro Bowl, we'll be out there again tomorrow. Um, the Griffins are here. Shaquille Griffin and is sharing it with his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not, you know, I mean, from Seattle, pretty good cornerback, makes a Pro Bowl back in Orlando when they went to UCF. Of course, kids from Lakewood High School. So we'll have a chance to talk to them today. Um, some cool stuff. Russell Wilson, I always like, enjoy talking to. Maybe ask him some questions about Winston. And Winston more or less idolizes Russell, or Winston idolizes Wilson. Here we go with the Winston Wilson thing. So. Uh, what else we got going on tonight? Well, the Rays, uh, Major League Baseball or uh, Baseball America says they have eight of the top 100 prospects to lead baseball. How do they do it? Yeah, even and it could have had nine if they kept Matthew Libertor, who they traded for um, uh, uh, Rosarina and mm-hmm. and Carlos Martinez. Uh, so they could have had nine prospects, and including uh, Blake Snell's favorite prospect, he made the list at number 85, Xavier Edwards. <laughs> Yeah, we won't get his nickname. They should have. They're gonna have T-shirts printed out. I'm sure for that. <laughs> I'm sure they already did. Race Fan Fest, by the way, just around the corner. We're hopeful that we'll be able to participate in that, like we did last year. I'm interested to see what Charlie Morton has to say. First day of spring training. What do you think he'll say? I think I. I th- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think as you brought up the other day, I pitched. You know, I I don't know what the hitters were doing. I I was focused on my next pitch. I was focused on, you know. Damn right. (laughs) 
Um, and and would anybody doubt that he's focused? I mean, he looks focused, right? Well, he is focused, but I'm sorry if if, if it's as elaborate a <laughs> scheme as is what the what do you do the other four says, days? Everybody in that clubhouse. What do you what do the other on. four days? Right? <laughs> you talk about your your teammates. I mean, I'm not saying you participated or condoned it, but yeah. although I guess you could say by not saying anything, you did. But yeah, don't kiss, don't tell. I suppose, but. Yeah, the Major League Baseball thing. It's going to be interesting. I I, I look forward to uh, – we'll probably have Eduardo and Cena head over to the east coast of Florida when the uh, Houston Astros have their first day of spring training. Think that there'll be some be media there? To... Down at Fort Myers when Boston has I theirs I hear too? that uh, – and I don't know where I heard this, but I hear that the owners are going to require the players to be contrite this time. They got – when they had that caravan or whatever that thing was with Houston. Yeah, they had their kind of fan fest Ooh, type deal. It, yeah, it was caravan, not good. Yeah. It was not good. So they're going to have to show some contrition as an organization, including the players, especially the players. Well, considering they got off scot-free. In particular. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Altuve, you know, all of that. So they're going to have to do that. All right, so we'll be, uh, of course, at the Pro Bowl. Tom Jones tomorrow, my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, will join me now of the uh, Pointer Institute. We'll get his thoughts on on a lot of things, on Jameis Winston, of course, and Major League Baseball and what's going on at Pointer. The NHL All-Star Weekend uh, is this weekend in St. Louis. A couple of Lightning players in that game, Victor Hedman, Andre Vasilevsky. So uh, a much better All-Star game than the Pro Bowl, I might add. It resembles hockey. Not much defense, but it yeah, they play. Well, they play the three-on-three hockey. Yeah, so it's so cool. Really, the goalies fast get to game. work out. but Yeah, fast game, high scoring, whatever. So that's always fun to watch. If you've heard of Tampa Bay Downs, but you haven't experienced it for yourself, what's holding you back? Tampa Bay Downs has been a Tampa Entertainment landmark since 1926. Now, Tampa Bay Downs offers a lot more than just the horse-loving, dirt-flying, hoof-thumping, jockey-riding good times. There's also something for everyone at Tampa Bay Downs. In addition to thoroughbred horse racing, they also do feature no-limits action in their silks poker room, and you can work on your golf swing at the Downs Golf Practice Facility. There's live thoroughbred horse racing four days a week, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the gates open at 11 a.m. Post time is 12.25 p.m. And the excitement is always fast and fun. Tampa Bay Downs, you bet they run. There truly is something for everyone at Tampa Bay Downs, the premier multi-entertainment destination on Florida's Gulf Coast. You can call Tampa Bay Downs at 813-855-4401. And check out their website at tampabaydowns.com for more information and for 2020 promotions. Make your plans to live it up at the Downs. All right, back from the Pro Bowl tomorrow with Tom Jones of the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.